Happy Sunday, Bridge Church. Come on, let's stand up to our feet. We're going to worship together. Let's get excited. Let's go. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. And my story isn't over, my story's just begun. And failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. And failure won't define me, cause that's what my father does. Waiting for change to come 
Knowing the battles won For you have never failed me Come on, would you lift your voice? Your promise still stands Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You've never failed me yet you never failed me yet Cause I know the night won't last Your 
Maker. Come on. Come on, church online and in this place. Come on, let's make some noise. God is so good. God is so faithful. God is making a way and God gave us a word for the beginning of the year called the voyage. And it was all about launching into uncharted territory to take new territory for the kingdom. And as officially today, and tomorrow's our first official day, we launch an entire school from zero to fifth grade, come on, to influence for the kingdom. Justin Benjamin, I know we're gonna try to, we'll try to keep the six foot distance, but come up here, give it up for Justin Benjamin. I don't care, just give me a hug anyway. No, I'm just kidding, don't, we didn't do that, okay. But we have uh, Justin. Justin Benjamin uh, went down to Phoenix from this church, used to run our children's ministry, and he got involved in working with the prison, uh, prisons down in Phoenix. And now this year, he got a promotion that now he's not just involved with a couple prisons, he has influence and directorship over all prisons in the state of Arizona. Come on. Come on. The enemy's gonna tell you nothing good is happening. But I'm here to show you all. There, there are too many Christians talking about and not enough Christians pointing to what Jesus is doing. We just need to say, this is Jesus. Look at, look at Jesus. And Jesus is doing a phenomenal work. Thank you, Justin. Love you, brother. Oh. We, we grab my pulpit. I'm, I'm ready to preach. And I know we'll figure out the mic situation. It's a, there's always a demon in the cord somewhere trying to mess things up. I want to read this scripture to you. Yeah, and bring my staff to my Donatello staff up here. Those of you who don't know Ninja Turtles, we're going to pray for you. Because that's just practically a sin not to know. Yeah, I'll hold it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read... Exodus, while you're standing in reverence for the word here and online, I want to show you Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And we're going to go for a few verses, but I want you to stay with me. Are you ready? Yeah. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men to go out and fight with Amalek. 
Tomorrow, I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up. So they were in the battle. Then they went up to the top of the hill. And so it was that Moses held up his hand and that Israel prevailed. And when his hands let down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy so that they took a stone and put it underneath him and sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands on one side and the other on the other side. And the hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial. Somebody say, write it down. Write it down. In the book and recount it in the hearing. I want to preach this point right here. Recount it to the hearing of. Say his name. Joshua. Why? Joshua was the one who fought the battle. Oh, I'm going to preach to you who really won the battle. (laughs) Joshua was the one. Why would he need to tell Joshua? Because he wanted Joshua to know where the battle was really won. Joshua was in the fight, but the battle was really won on the hill. We'll go more into that later. So he said, recount it to Joshua that I utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek. That sounds harsh. From under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. There's so much in this. The Lord is my banner means you don't need to talk. Let the banner do the talking for you. I I don't need to speak. I don't need to speak my truth. I I just need to point to the banner. The Lord is my banner. I don't need, I need to do, we need to do a lot less talking and a lot more doing. And and when we point at the banner, we're going to see victory. And then he said, for he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. I want to pray with you and then I want to teach you. Ready? Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for what you've done and what you're going to. Come on, saints. I feel like I'm, a, I'm the only one in boy sitting here. I feel like there's more saints in here that should be praying. Lord, in Jesus' name, here and online, I pray right now, God, Lord, that we would hear your voice. God, Lord, that we would heal our land. God, we would see a healing in our land take place. God, because of your word and your spirit. And we thank you, God, that you are here and in this place. And if you're a new believer here and online I, and you don't know what to play, pray. I want you to close your eyes, bow your head, and all you need to whisper is the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says when you whisper the name of Jesus, he comes running to your aid. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that all we need to say is Jesus today. And I thank you, God, Lord, for what you've done and what you're going to do. I pray let your anointing fall in this place and let your will be done. Anoint me to accomplish the assignment that you have me on in Jesus' mighty name and everybody who receives it here and online shouted a good amen. 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 Let's give God some praise. You may be seated here and at home with your stuffed animals. So thankful that you're tuning in online. Uh, I, 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 I want to greet some special people. I know Rob already greeted guests and so many others, but I want to greet uh, all those. I typically love to do a little shout out right here. I want to greet all those who are streaming on the reservation because you can't leave. Come on during this time. And I've had many messages. I ran into some of you. You're streaming from Tuba. You're Dacha. You're stream. You can't leave and be here for the weekend. And even if you could, you don't know if you should. And, and we're just praying for you. And so we're, we're thankful you're tuning in and we're thankful for everybody tuning in online across the nation and into Canada, I believe in Peru and Spain and a few other countries that are now tuning in. And these are not just random people. These are people we know that are a part of this church and they're not just strangers. We're all one church family, whether you're here in person or online and we're all one church family, whether you're wearing a mask or not. I wear mine during worship. We try to spread everybody out here the best we can. And, but we're here to have worship. We're here to glorify God and more than here, the truth from a preacher. We are, I'm not, I'm not here to, to teach you your truth. Did you know that? 
You're here to hear the word of God, to feel, to experience this, the spirit of God. Because if I become the conduit of truth for you, you don't need to have a conversation with Jesus. But if, if I become a person who can illuminate who Jesus is and who God is in your life, then you can start hearing God on your own for each of your own situations. So yeah, you, the rest of you will clap by the end of it. It's okay. You'll get there. And, and, but I want you to get out your notes. We're two things at this church here and online and at home. Because I know I got people right now on the stream shouting amen. Uh, but we are a vocal church because a quiet church is a dying church. And we know how to express a good amen. amen. And we know how to take good notes because we know how to be reflective and take what God is saying to us seriously. So I want you to look with me in this passage. And I'm even going to probably use Joshua chapter 5 as well. But I want to talk to you about how Moses and Joshua defeated Amalek. Now at the end of that story, I said it. It sounded a bit harsh, didn't it? He said, I want you to wipe out Amalek, the Amalekites. And I want you to wipe them. That sounds really harsh because a lot of us know this peace-loving Jesus who says, you know, don't hurt your neighbor, love your neighbor, right? And so we, we don't know how to equate the Old Testament with the New Testament. We don't know how to reconcile it or bring harmony to it. But I, let me help illuminate and bring some harmony to it for you uh, today here in the house. Because what he was saying is that he definitely wants them to deal with this because Amalek had ambushed the children of Israel. So what had happened is that the children of Israel were uh, right before this were thirsty. And Moses took his staff. How many know the story? And what did he do with it? He struck the rock. And out of his anger, he struck it. Come on, am I only got three people helping me preach today? He struck it twice. And so he struck it twice and water flowed. And so everybody started to drink from the water. And then there's, there's not a break. All of a sudden, from drinking water from the rock, that, that God was painting a picture of the, the, uh, of the future, of what was to come, that from the rock, water will flow. From Jesus, the Holy Spirit will flow. The, the reason God got mad at Moses for striking it twice, because if Jesus is the rock and he was to be struck only once for all, Moses got out of order when he struck it twice. And so he lost his permission to go into the promised land because he acted out of his flesh rather than the spirit. And so he, he got in trouble for that, but he struck, the, he struck it. So now they're all drinking. Over three million people. Three million people are, are drinking from this well. There are tons of cattle. There's tons of water flowing everywhere. Think about this. This is a large body of water. There's probably a river that didn't exist that now exists because of this rock. And so now there's this water flowing. And then while children and mothers and cattle are drinking, the Amalekites attack. They start to come down from the hills and they start to encamp around and they start to trap them. And they start to, they, they pursue to kill the women and the children and, and do all other hideous things. They, that's what they came down to. And the Amalekites were known for people who drink blood. There's, can you see the picture? There's a people who drink from the water and there's a people who drink from the blood. And there's a people who, who drink from the blood of others because they want, they want to live off of the death of others while others want to get life from the one above. So there's a whole picture going on here. I don't have time to go into everything, but the reason that God got so angry about this is because the, this was a representation of the flow of the Holy Spirit to come and the Amalekites ambushed and came to attack them out of nowhere. And so God said, no, 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 this is a holy moment and you ru you're, you're, you're trying to ruin this. And I, I, Can I talk to anybody who feels like you got ambushed? Yeah. 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 Oh, 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 anybody? You, yeah. Do I need to point you out? Does anybody feel like you got ambushed this year? You started off, you had your New Year's resolution. Everything was going good and you felt like, finally, my marriage is doing good. Finally, my kids are doing good. We're starting this year off right. We're paying off debt, baby. We're going to do really good and we're going to start. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to start school again. And the school's like, no, nah, we're shutting down school. And you get, you had all these good goals and plans and God was going to do something and you get ambushed. And I'm here to tell somebody 
that the, God is just as upset as you are, that this attack of the enemy that has ambushed you in the middle of what God had for you, God is saying, I am going to deal with them and you will get back everything. You will be victorious. You will, you will have it because I want to bless you. And that's what I started out to do. But I had an ambush from the enemy. I had an attack from the enemy. The, the devotion that we're giving to you is expect a resistance. But it's kind of for the last quarter and the new quarter that we're in is endeavor. I want you to write this down. Endeavor with hope. Well, Pastor Landon, how do you endeavor with hope right now? Can I show you how to endeavor with hope? In fact, more than how to endeavor with hope, can I show you how to transition from expecting resistance and being in a battle to living in hope? Walking in hope. Because it's hard. It's harder than you think. Because when they set out, when you set out and you're, you are meant for battle. Can I talk to some warriors in here who know how to fight? When you are a battle-trained, battle-tested warrior and you are meant for war and fighting and you are good at it, you tend to look at things as always a battle. Because, okay, let's start with Joshua. So he sends Joshua down to the field. He says, Joshua, I want you to go down there and I want you to battle with the Amalekites. I want you to fight them. I want you to win and I want you to do your best. Okay? Go down to do that. Go get it, little buddy. Joshua is a young man at this time. And Joshua is about to learn how to fight. And Joshua, one battle after another, would fight and fight and fight. And every time something good would happen, another battle would happen. Every time something positive would happen, a battle would happen. Every time something, is anybody feeling this? Is anybody time something finally, it's like, oh, a little bit of light, total darkness. Oh, a little bit of better. Oh, no, totally worse. Oh, two steps forward, three steps back. And every time the end, we, we, we start to get, it's just, and Joshua was so used to this. He got so frustrated because he was watching Moses' leadership and time after time after time, he's watching like, we're, it's been 40 years. We're wandering in this and I just keep fighting every battle, winning every battle. And we got to get in. If we're going to fight somebody, let's fight the people in the promised land that we're supposed to stay, take instead of fighting everybody in the wilderness, wandering with no target. That, that's how that's the frustration he's in. And you know how I can tell? Go to Joshua chapter five. Go a little bit forward. Right after Judges, Joshua chapter five. And in Joshua chapter five, I don't have time to read all of this, but he, he, he speaks to Joshua. Joshua comes up to the top of the hill and Joshua says, okay, we're looking at Jericho. And as he's looking at Jericho, he's, he's getting ready to say, like, get the battle plan and figure out how he's going to do this. And as he's doing this, as he's standing there, an angel of the Lord shows up next to Joshua. I'm sorry, I can't see it right now. I got so many pages highlighted. But Joshua, I'm just being real. Can I just tell you, I don't know the Bible front to cover. Like, I don't know every script. But I do know it says in Joshua chapter 5, that it talks about how when Joshua was up on this hill that he was standing, I'm sorry, I keep moving in front. It keeps echoing. I standing there and he was getting ready and he was getting ready to look over Jericho and get ready to take Jericho. And there's an angel of the Lord that shows up. Right. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You've read this. And Joshua, first thing he goes, who are you with? Mm. Now this is 40 years later. Right. So let's be conservative. Joshua's 60. So Joshua looks at this angel of God and he is so battle tested that he looks at the angel of God, can't recognize that it is God. And he draws his sword and says, who are you with? Are you for us or are you against us? Because when you fight so many battles after battle after battle, allies start looking like enemies and advocates start looking like adversaries. And I'm here to tell you right now that you can't allow the expecting a resistance part of your mentality to always predict that everyone is against you rather than for you. Come on, church. Come on, church. I'm a, I'm a preach. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go a little bit further. Guys, we got to figure this out because I want to walk. But I, you, I'm telling you, this is huge. Yeah. We constantly are looking right now as, oh, they're wearing a mask. Yeah. 
They're not like me. Oh, they have a red sticker. Oh, they're not like me. Oh, they're, they're against me. Oh, they have a blue sticker. Oh, you know, they're, oh, they're, they live on the north side. They live on the south side. They live on the east side, the west side. They, oh, you know, you know they're, they're in the country club area. Oh, you, all these things. Oh, they're just another student. Oh, they're just NAU student. We just constantly judge and we look at everybody first because we're so used to, oh, oh I did good. And now it's another battle and another battle. And we're just waiting constantly for the other shoe to drop with everybody around us that we are always expecting them to be against us. Can I, can I tell you that not everybody's against you? Can I tell you that you have more allies than adversaries? Can, can I tell you today that we can't keep looking at the world, our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, we must be against each other. Can I tell you that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities in the darkness that is not of this world. And you need to quit looking at everybody like they are your enemy. Because they, they're from a different country. They speak a different color or language or they have a different color. They, well, whatever it is. They're more that hipster vibe. The goatee people, the beard people, shave people. We, we, we just constant, we, we constantly want to judge. And usually it comes, we're, we, we're telling them, you need to be with us. But if you don't agree with me, you're automatically against me. Come on. If you don't accept me and everything that I like, that means you're against me because I want you to be more accepting than really than what I am. Oh, I got real quiet. I want you to be more accepting of who I am rather than me accepting of who you really are, because I'd rather be prefer preferential and prejudiced towards what you look like, sound like, feel like. And, and, and then even in church, we feel this all the time. If I don't fit the age, if I don't have a little bit of gray hair on me, if I don't look older and weathered for you, then you won't listen because I'm not mature or old enough. And I hear the preferential stuff all the time. And I'm here to tell you, you cannot continue to do that because it will withhold the new territory that God has for you. God has people in your life that he's going to, he has people he's bringing into your life that will bless you, but they're not going to look the way you think. Y'all saw Justin tatted up, looking crazy, swole, Looks like he's kind of saved, but nah. Like, he probably just found Jesus. And, I, and he was our children's director. See, God is not going to send you people who fit your look. And, and you're going you're gonna to be so weary and battle-tested, you're going to... Or, or who are you with? And I love the response of the angel. I'm not with either of you. I'm not for you, nor am I against you. I am not fighting with them and I'm not fighting with you. I am a part of the host of angel armies and I serve only one and I do not serve you. And, and that's what God is here to tell you. Look, I'm not, I'm not picking sides. I'm not, I'm going to say it louder. I am not, God is not picking sides at all. This temporal stuff matters nothing to God. And I know that may hurt some, but in the scope of eternity, he's not, he wants to get you with him in relationship forever. That's the goal. Not, not, not to just pick who's right and who's wrong. Did you know God won't do that? In a divorce, God won't pick sides. Who did better? Who did worse? When friends start to argue, God's not going to say, well, they have a point. He's going to say, well, what's wrong with your heart? Yes. No, no, not about them. Yeah. I want to talk to your heart. Because yeah. you're allowing the enemy to speak so heavily in you that you can't forgive your brother. You can't love your brother. That, that this relationship that you thought was good had strings attached. And while you were fine with them before, you're not with them now because you want me to pick who's right. Isn't this what happened with the woman at the well? She said, they say that they worship here and this is their holy site, but this is really where we should worship and that's theirs and this is our, who's right, Jesus? He says, no, 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 no. There's gonna be a day 
where true worshipers will arise. And you won't be picking sides anymore. And you're going to worship me in spirit and in truth. And Joshua, poor Joshua, was so battle weary. And this is what the Lord told me to bring to you today. You get so battle weary, you draw your sword first rather than the word. I'd rather attack than love. I'd rather judge than have understanding. I'd rather, isn't it this like this right now, each side talks to the other side, no matter what picture you're looking at. And they talk as if the other side is ignorant and stupid. You don't understand. You can't really, you don't get it. As if, and now, what is that? What would, what would you call that if we took all the other stuff out of the equation? What would you call it with somebody belittling someone else and glorifying themselves? Pride. And our nation and our world needs a deliverance from pride. We are so proud of our red, white, and blue. We have no idea of the red shed blood on Je that Jesus sacrificed on the cross for each and every one of us that, that eliminates everything else. And we need to see this clearly. This is the battle. This is, this is water. And then right after this, I'm going to get there in a second. Uh, so then right next, Moses. Moses goes up. He says, Joshua, you go fight. I'm going to go to the top. I go, he goes to the top and he raises his hands in worship. Okay, I'm going to go there with worship. Are y'all ready to get excited? Because y'all know where I'm going. Y'all know the kind of preacher I am. So he, he raises his hands in worship. And when he raises his hands in worship, they start to get weary. And as they get weary, they start to lose. But then as he tries to keep them up, they start to win again. And then Aaron and her come to the rescue. And Aaron and her come to either side of, of Moses and they lift up Moses' hands and they hold Moses' hands up. Oh, I, can I ask you, do you have people who will help you worship rather than just say, hey, why don't you give up? Why don't you quit? Why don't you rest your shoulder? Do you have somebody who's, who's helping you and encourages your worship, encourages your prayer life, encourages your word in the Lord, strengthens it and not pulls from it? Because in reality, what we normally see is, oh man, if you're tired, why don't you take a break? Oh, you, you went to church how many times this week? Yeah. You streamed how many times? Yeah. You prayed how many? You need, a, you need a breather, man. You don't need a breather. We are in a battle yes. for your soul, for our nation, for our world. And we need to keep our hands raised. Hallelujah. And we need to have the right people around us who strengthen us. Yes. Yes. Who, who pull, push our hands up and say, oh, I can. Because in logic, logic, if we did it with logic, let me ask you a question. You're in a battle, right? Yeah. And you're starting to lose. Ian, if you were in a fight, you got your boys around you, okay? And you're starting to lose. And two of them were like, two of your, two of your main guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> Would you tell Moses to get off the hill? I'm gonna ask you a question. In your battle, are you asking your worship to come down off the hill and fight with you in the valley? Or are you sending reinforcements for the worship rather than the war? Because they said, okay, hey, this isn't really the fight. That's the fight up there. Send reinforcements to worship. Send reinforcements on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday of my week. So when I try to give up in my worship, I got strength around me because I'm shoring up. Come on, Bridge Church. Come on, church. Come on, men and women of God. Are we working with our flesh and, and negotiating and, and working through logic and say, hey, no, Moses, we need you down here. You're our general. We need you fighting with us. No, 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 no. You need because he said what? Remember what he said? Write this down so you can tell Joshua. Why? So Joshua will know where the battle was really won. Because some of us are so battle tested and weary, we actually think we're winning. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. Oh, do you know how? Do you know how good I am? Yeah. Dude, Ninja Turtles ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> this isn't really like the look of Moses' staff. This is 
like Moses' staff on a church budget. <laughs> See, y'all know we ain't rich if we, I bring this up here. If I had like some nice, rotted, curly looking, like carved out just for today, then you're like, hey guys, are we spending things correctly? But th- this, is, this is like the best we had in our children's ministry prop house. So this work. But some of us think that in our battle, do you know who got the job? Do you know who passed those classes? Do you know who, who did us, took care of us during a crisis and financially kept us strong? Do you know who's been paying the bills? Do you know who's kept this marriage? Oh, I've been fighting. Oh, you know, I'm winning. No, 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 you're not. Yeah. Because even for those online and those who are brand new, I'm here to tell you, you may have thought you were the one winning, but even if you weren't the one worshiping, someone was for you. Our nation won't be one with war. Our nation will be one with worship. Uh, Our families won't be won back with war. It will be with worship. Uh, Our our city won't be taken back. Our our, our whole livelihoods and hope and life. This is how you transition from seeing everything as a resistance to start endeavoring with hope is knowing that my battle isn't in the war. It's in the worship. And I need to worship God with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength and give it up to God. And I'll stand and I'll raise my hands. I'll clap. I'll shout. I'll sing. Come on, church. Come on, church. Stand, stand, stand. See, some of you, you hear us online and some of you are newer in this house. And let me just tell you, you think our our clapping is an emotional, our standing is an emotional response of, of how great our life is. Let me tell you, the reason some shout louder, clap louder is because of what God has done and what they're hoping God will do for them. It has nothing else. It's simply a response to say, God, I'm going to be like Moses and I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to fight for this. I've got to fight for this. But we've been, guys, if we were fighting the right way, we would have already won. We need to win. How long do you want to fight? How long do you want to battle? How long do you want to watch people around you fall from faith, fall from hope, fall from life, fall from peace, fall from love and constantly suicide rates going through the roof? How much more do we need to lose until we start to really win? And it needs to come from our worship. And let me give you even more hope right after this. Can I have my, uh, one of my, yeah. Right after this, Jethro comes, I mean, literally, it doesn't seem to skip a beat. <laughs> They're like in a battle, in a huge battle, and all of a sudden, and the people of God started to bring their situations to Moses at his chair. And then, you know, he was overwhelmed all day. And it literally doesn't even have, there's not even a time of, hey, guys, let's change gears. I want you to hear this. There's no like, all right, well, that's done. Let's prepare for the next thing. It was right into the next thing. And you know what happened? Jethro had such creative insight and wisdom. Out of every conflict will come new creativity. Because this conflict may try to crush others when it will bring new creativity to some. And if you allow worship to go to the forefront and the highest point of your life, the, the, the pinnacle of your life, and, and instead of telling people, like, have you ever had a friend tell you, hey, church isn't the only place we can hang out? Yeah. yeah come on, nod your head, everybody in here, because you keep inviting them to church, and you know what I'm talking about, right? And you're like, God, we can go somewhere else, too. And, and you're like, no, no, church first. Worship first. Prayer first. Don't try to pull me. I'm here first. Until you make this a priority with me, we ain't going anywhere else together. So right after all of this conflict comes a huge level of creativity, wisdom, and insight. So guys, start smiling. Because this conflict, not only do we win it, but new creativity is coming. New businesses are coming. New prosperity, new blessing, new direction, new vision, new hope, a new future, a new promise, a new life. God's got this. 
Come on, let's rejoice and know that he's got this. Yes, Man, y'all know I'm an awesome pastor when I can preach a whole message with a staff in my hand. Just kidding. This is God, man. I, I see the providence of God in the equation. Hey, it's okay. Let this pressure refine that diamond. Because more, more conflict, that's okay. Number one, it's not going to take you. You're going to win. And number two, you're going to come out of here with greater levels of wisdom, insight, and creativity. Yes. And we need it. We need it. For every area of our life, we need it. And God's going to do it. Those problems that you, because Moses had the complaining problems before. Now, all of a sudden, when it comes back to after the conflict, now he has generals and he has people in charge and leaders and delegated. Now Moses is like a normal preacher and only works one day a week on Sunday. And he is, I'm just kidding. That's a little quick joke there. But he, he is chilling because he had new, a new level of creativity come through the conflict. And I believe this is a timely word for all of us. So I want to pray with you and then we're going to close and dismiss. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for all that you've done. Come on, saints. Are you praying for something? Are you praying for somebody? Some of you parents, come on, let's pray for our kids. Let's pray for our school year. Let's pray for our teachers and our administrators. Let's pray for our, our singles. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray for our city. Lord, in Jesus' name, this conflict will not take us. This ambush that the enemy meant to destroy us, God has angered you and has fired you up, God. And and you will deal with our enemy. But our enemy isn't our focus. Our focus is our worship. And Lord, we won't be focused on the war anymore. Now our focus is on raising our hands, getting people around us who strengthen our worship, strengthen our praise, strengthen our time in the word with God, strengthen our time in prayer with you. And Lord, we thank you, God, that we're gonna win. And through this conflict, God, we're gonna start seeing allies come out of everywhere advocates popping up everywhere where we used to only see enemies we're going to start seeing allies and lord i thank you you're bringing new friends and new relationships god you're bringing new new into our life and i thank you for the new friendships for the spouses that are coming come on god's bringing it and god's going to bring a fresh dose of creativity of wisdom and the situations that used to overwhelm you will soon be simple to you. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you're giving us a new insight and inspiration today. We're not going to focus on Amalek and his plans to hurt us. He ambushed us while we were leaned over drinking from the living waters. And, and Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that you're going to deal with him. And we're going to focus on our worship. We're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to focus on spending time in the Holy Spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in here or online and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right now is your chance. Maybe you need to rededicate your heart to Jesus. It's been a while. There's been some things that have happened. And you want to repent. And you want to turn your heart back over to God. You kind of took it back kind of ran from him, hid from him. And now you can feel the pulling on your heart to say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you here and online, in our prisons, on the reservation, in every state and country that's tuning in, right now, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus, for those hands going up. Thank you. Come on, I'm so proud of you. Keep your hands up. I'm the only one looking, me and God. And I wanted to see your hands because I'm going to tell you how great you are, how proud I am of you, how incredible you're doing. Thank you for the hands in here. Thank you for the hands online. Now I want everybody under the sound of my voice to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I, receive I receive you now as my Lord, as my, Lord, as my, Savior, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. My Heavenly Father. I'm forever yours I'm forever and I am saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Amen. Amen. We love you all.
incredible. Make sure you stay tuned in, locked in. We don't have any midweek this week, and we have our commencement service next week. And then next Sunday, we're going to start some brand new, a wonderful new thing that God is speaking into me. But right now, let's declare this bridge declaration together. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. Love you all. Help us with the transition for second service. God bless you. Have a great week.